Is this the year that you want to get your business in newspapers and magazines? Perhaps you've seen others around you get loads of really cool press coverage, but just don't know where to begin? If so, PR in your pocket is the podcast for you. I'm Jenna, a journalist and PR, and each week I share practical, actionable tips to start getting your business media coverage today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of PR in your pocket. We're back after a bit of a summer break, and I'm really excited to get back to talking about PR and how I can help you get in the media, and hopefully you're going to find this episode really useful. Now, today's episode is a little bit of behind the scenes, so I'm going to tell you about pieces of coverage that I got for clients recently, not to just tell you how brilliant I am, but to actually break down the steps that I did to get them, and then you can use that to replicate and get that coverage too. If you find this episode useful, I actually did a similar episode, season two, episode three, where I break down some of the press coverage as well. I do this on Instagram sometimes as well. And the feedback I've got is that it's just really useful to understand all the different steps that go on behind the scenes. Um, to get that coverage and just give people a better understanding of what PR actually is, and how they can do it. So hopefully you'll find this episode useful too. So the first piece of coverage that we're going to talk about and go behind the scenes with today is Stylist. So I'm really pleased this week because I've had two clients in Stylist and I think I'm going to get a third today, hopefully. Cross your fingers. Um, But um, we'll just focus on one of these and we'll go with Rebecca Ann, who runs the Successful Leaders Collective. So this is a fairly new new client and I'm really loving working on it because it's all around careers and leadership and women in business, uh, which is so great. So when I saw that Stylist had this career section and then I saw the call out from the journalist looking to connect with careers experts, I sent Rebecca's credentials off straight away. Now, the, the call out was a little bit vague. It said looking for career coaches um, and obviously that could cover a wide range of people. So I would say that if you have something like this, always get those USPs in there straight away. So I'm um, I emailed and let them know about, you know, what made Rebecca stand out, such as she was a leadership expert, uh, that she had this whole collective that she founded. And then they replied saying they were looking for pitch ideas. Now, this is a little bit different because a lot of the time, um, and I talk about this a lot in my membership, a lot of the time where we see those tweets and we see those call outs, they tend to have a really specific focus. So I'm looking for a nutritionist to tell me how to eat healthy in the morning. I'm looking for a personal trainer to share a five minute workout on X, Y, and Z. Um, So usually you have a much specific more specific focus this was just looking for ideas so we had to go back to the drawing board and think about what could really work for stylist now I wanted to give this example because I think it's so important to spend some time studying the sort of content that had gone before luckily there was a whole section of similar sort of career articles already on the stylist website that I could use now what I noticed that originally when I was speaking to my client she had like some top tips on leadership and getting promotion and so on. Actually, the structure of the articles for Stylist were quite similar each time. So if we could learn that and replicate it, then we're going to get a better chance of getting featured. So for example, when I was looking um, at the website, I noticed that all the career experts were quoted. um, They had a specific style. So let me see if I can just find one. I'm back. I found one. So for example, the ones that we were looking at were things like, you know, freezing up in work conversations, you need the brag method. Struggling with uh, making a career choice, you need the dive in method. So I noticed that actually they were all following a similar structure, starting with the reader's problem and then having a very clear, specific solution. So a little bit different than some publications that might have try these 10 tips. They were sort of gathering ideas and putting them almost into one approach with a sort of a quite um, 
compelling name, right? Quite like, oh, what's the diving method? Oh, what's the brag method? Rather than just, oh, what are the 10 tips? I hope that makes sense. It's difficult to explain. And I was having this same conversation with the client trying to explain. I guess the key is make it really snappy. So here's the problem. Here's a snappy solution. Anyway, so went back to the client and we took sort of existing ideas and thought, how can we reframe this in the idea of stylist? So for example, we had uh, the pitch that we sent was battling decision fatigue and can't make any decisions at work, you need the pause method. And the pause method was something that my client had already talked about on social. But it's really, although that sounds super complicated, it was really her five tips with an acronym. So P stood for check now actually because the pop-up is side. P was for pause, A was for acknowledgement, U was for understanding. S was for share and E was for evaluate. But it was really impactful. It was really punchy. And it was exactly the same sort of style of stylist, style of stylist. <laughs> so we sent that over and straight away they come back and said yes. So that was really great. So I felt we got the style spot on. And then they asked for us to outline it. So they gave us some questions. So this was going to be written. This was going to be written with the journalist. So we weren't writing the whole piece, but they were going to use uh, Rebecca's quotes throughout the article. And that was a really quick turnaround. You had to turn that around in a few hours. So this is where I've talked about this before, I think on the podcast, certainly on social media. This is where having some sort of quotes all ready to go is a really good idea. So I've talked on my Instagram about having a quote spreadsheet. So this wasn't a huge amount of work for Rebecca because you already had these ideas. We just had to put it in a stylist type format. So if you've already got things that you're already talking about on socials, start to gather quotes so you can turn these around quickly. I think we had maybe three or four hours. So we turned that around really quickly and then it was published the next day, which was really great as well. So I was really pleased because unlike some features where they might have like five experts, the structure of these pieces of content seems to be having one expert experts. So it was almost like a whole feature in Stylist um, on Rebecca, which was really, really great. So as I said, with this one, my key tip there is to look at the style. Look at the style and the way they're formatting it already. I forgot to say where I found this opportunity. So I actually found this opportunity on Editorial. So I've talked about Editorial before. Editorial is $9.99 a month and it's a press inquiry service uh, where you get Each day you get about 50 emails. No, you get 50 opportunities, sorry, in one email sent around lunchtime. Now, I will say that the majority of these opportunities aren't relating to my clients because it could cover anything. Uh, But you do get the odd opportunity there that makes it worth sticking to. So I will say, you know, from editorial, I probably maybe get one piece of press coverage a month. But for $9.99, I don't think that is bad going. And in this case, that contact led to two more pieces of press coverage from my other clients. So that's where I found the opportunity. I found it from Editorial, um, worth a go for $9.99 a month, I think. It's not a huge investment. Um, Found it on Editorial. Key tips that we've took from that one is to, when you see sort of a general title like personal trainer, career coach, in your your pitch, include all those extra details that make you unique, what you focus on, what your niche is. And then study the publication carefully. And if you can replicate the style of existing content, not the same topic, I'm not saying copy, I'm saying take your knowledge and expertise and just make it fit. And as you read more publications, you will see how each publication has a different style. Uh, For example, other publications might prefer a first person style. So I could have changed that title and had something like, I'm an expert in helping people make decisions. Here's something that you're doing wrong. So it's the same sort of content. We're just changing the style for the different publication. So that is the first piece of press coverage. 
So the next piece of coverage is iNews and the client is Charlie Day. Now, I wanted to mention this one purely because it's a really good example of when you are doing PR right and consistently. Now, in this case, I had to do very little at first. They actually approached Charlie. Now, the reason they approached Charlie is because Charlie had already been featured in that publication before. So we'll go back. I don't think I talked about this on the last episode, um, but I responded to a response source call out in around December, um, all around New Year's. And I'm going to talk to you at the end of the podcast, actually, about sort of New Year PR, because that is coming soon. Um, So I responded to that call out and it was all about New Year's resolutions. And Charlie got a really great piece of coverage. Um, We had a different angle. She'd set a big financial goal in her business. So um, a really exciting financial goal. And that was the angle that we pitched. Um, and that ended up being like the photo story of the iNews that day. So that was really, really great. Uh, but the reason I mentioned that is because that coverage then out of the blue, a different journalist contacted and said, we're working on a new series for iNews, which is called How I Make My Money. And we remembered you from last time. So I wanted to just mention that example because um, it shows that when you are doing PR right, um, it will get easier. People will start coming to you. And when people start coming to you, you've cracked it. And I had someone in my membership actually say that someone's actually approached her now. And I know that doesn't seem like a huge deal because, you know, well, you could just approach them. But it just shows that your online presence is out there, that you become the person that the journalists reach out to. And if you get in there, if you've got that, even if you've just been asked again, like, you know, if you've worked with a journalist before and they come back to you you are on the right track if you can achieve that it will make it so much easier and eventually it will get to the point where you're having to do less PR work because people are coming to you and if you build up those relationships I've got someone in my uh, group program that I did that um had a contact with the Huff Post that I set her up with as an expert. And now they just come back to her every couple of weeks. Now, although they're still having to do the work, you know, have to send the quote over, they aren't even having to cold pitch as much. So although it might seem as you're listening to this, oh, I'm so fed up of cold pitching. Um, and yeah, we do have to send some emails still. But I just want to reassure you that if you keep going at it consistently, it will get easier because you'll be known as that person. Either a journalist comes back to you that worked with you before, someone finds you online from another piece of coverage and says, actually, can I speak to you about this? Someone remembers you, someone passes on a contact. I promise you all that stuff happens. So I just wanted to give that example to reassure you that once you get to that point, it will get so much easier. And it's almost a bit, you know, it becomes more passive. You know, we talk a lot about passive income in business. PR can become a bit more passive in terms of the work we have to do when we start getting that momentum and those networks people start coming to us and we don't have to put ourselves out there every single day. So that is what I wanted to talk about for that reason. Um, I also wanted to talk about um, the way that worked. So with those sorts of stories, you might see them on iNews. It's actually a really great section. And I would check it out actually, because they cover quite a lot of money stories. And it might be something you could pitch them as well. They have a how I manage my money section, which is quite addictive. And they have a range of business owners, some that aren't earning very much, some that are earning, you know, really great figures. And then they have this new section, which is how I make my money. Um, which has only had one example so far, I think. So I don't have a big understanding of that section yet. Um, and But they have um, they have really interesting businesses and they talk about money. So it could be a good place to pitch as well. Um, but with this sort of thing, it does require a lot of information. So it's a good one as well to talk about here, to think about what your boundaries are with 
press coverage because it's not for everyone. So with this case, um, went back to Charlie and she was happy to do it. And then we had a huge amount of questions for all sorts of details, like how much, uh, how much mortgage payments were, where every little bit of income comes from, um, what you spend on X, Y, Z. So for some people, that's not going to be suitable. So I wanted to mention that because, you know, it's all about figuring out what you want to talk about. Uh, for Charlie, it worked perfectly because she's always been really open about her business journey and how she makes money through business because that's sort of part of her messaging as well. So it worked really well. Um, we had a few days to turn that around, so a little bit longer, but there was a lot of information that was required and not the sort of information that we would already have to hand because it was more about like life information. So that was a bit tricky to turn it around, but really hoping uh, that that's going to be a really great piece of coverage. I think it's going to come out today or tomorrow possibly. Um, and that is hopefully going to be in print as well. So with that example, I wanted to mention it purely because, as I say, when you're putting the work in, you will get that coverage come to you and it will make life so much easier. But also to just get you thinking about, and it's good to have a think about it now before someone actually approaches you, before you pitch, how much are you willing to talk about in terms of your business turnover is a big one that I always say to businesses when I start working with them. It's one of the first questions I have on like a discovery call. Do you want to talk about your turnover? Do you want to talk about your incoming business? Most of my clients say no, if I'm honest to you, and that's fine. Uh, but if you can, I mean, it really helps, especially if you're in the sort of the business to business and you're talking about money, business, growth, small small business, entrepreneurship, being able to not just sort of say, look how much money I've earned, but just sort of reflect on money in general um, in business is a good thing in terms of securing press opportunities. There are some really great places that profile small businesses, like Fabulous Boss in it, for example, is a big one. Um, but they also say that they will only take people if they talk about turnover. But, you know, I've had lots of clients that say they don't want to talk about it and we've still got brilliant coverage. But I thought I'd mention it because that's the thing that you can have a think about. And when I say uh, turnover, we're not necessarily saying huge amounts. It's just sort of being honest about business. And actually quite a lot of publications love like side hustle stories as well. People that are making an extra 500 or an extra thousand pound a month while juggling other things as well. Those are also really great stories that a lot of publications look for. Um, um, but yes, so that is another thing that to think about. Having to think about, do you want to talk about turnover? Where are your boundaries there? And as I say, if you are wanting to talk about it or money in general, do check out that series um, in how I manage my money and how I make your money, my money. Because I think that could be a good press opportunity for people that follow the podcast. So we're going to jump over to product-based business now. And I was really pleased with this this week. So this is the bridal buzz. Now, I wanted to mention this one purely because it's a little bit different than most of the coverage I talk about. And it's also just thinking outside the box as well. So I do the PR for a fashion brand uh, called Chapter London. Um, it's a really great fashion brand. But like with any product brand, we constantly have to think about, okay, how can we jump on the news cycle? How can we jump on different things? It can be a bit harder when you have a product-based business because with the service-based business, we are naturally commenting on our expertise. While with product-based businesses, we've just got our product. And especially if you're not necessarily putting out tons of new products every single week, which most of us aren't, you know, most of us aren't those sorts of businesses. Um, it's figuring out how we can actually take our existing products and find new angles. Now, they have some really great, uh, beautiful dresses, uh, Chapter London do. So we thought, okay, actually, let's just sort of niche down with coverage. So we got some great coverage in like women's magazines and Red of 
the brand in general. But then you're actually starting to think, okay, what sort of articles could be written? So you don't really see many articles. If you do, let me know where they are. You know, what are the best dresses to buy? You know, that is a very general article. So it's thinking about what sort of articles could we jump into? So things like, okay, workwear, what to wear to the office. We had an article actually about hybrid working and what to wear for hybrid working. Uh, but also start to think about weddings. So their dresses would work really well for wedding occasions and being wedding guests. So although, you know, it's not sort of a massive part of the brand, we thought let's just create a press release just around wedding clothing. So taking a few of the products that work really well with weddings, and you can do this if you've got like a bigger range, what products could work really well for this thing? So say if you've got like a skincare brand, what product's going to work really well for winter because of dry skin? What product's going to work really well uh, for the new year or having Christmas indulgence? And that's shown on our skin because we've eaten too much and drunk too much. Um, so having to think about where your product lines could still fit in the news cycle. So anyway, so not all of the clothes were suitable for weddings, obviously, because it covers, they've got quite a few different ranges of clothes. But we just created a press release just picking out, here's the key things for weddings. And making that journalist job easier because we're not just sending the link. We're just picking out three or four of the dresses that would work really well for weddings, having a photo, having an image and a description and put that on a press release and said, this is our wedding collection <coughs> that you can use. So we wrote that press release and sent it to the Bridal Buzz, which is a wedding website. And I just wanted to mention this one. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. You know, a fashion brand isn't just going to get coverage in fashion magazines. It's about thinking how we can fit into other sorts of content. So we sent that over to the Bridal Buzz and then one of the journalists asked to try one of the dresses. Um, and with product-based businesses like this, I wanted to mention this example as well. It does really help if you've got product samples it really does depend on the product. So if you're listening and you create like tables, I know you can't send a table to every journalist. And also I'm not sure how much the journalist would need to see the table. But with something like dresses, I think actually seeing the quality of the dress and styling it and seeing how it could work, works really well. I think for things like food and skincare as well, it's a similar sort of thing. The journalist actually trying it and seeing the benefits can really help. So anyway, we sent the sample and they featured us in their best dressed wedding guest outfits. It's a really great feature. Not only only great in terms of getting different type of coverage but we can also create social content from that and share that with our audience and remind them oh you know these products also work really well for x y and z so use that if you're getting different sorts of press coverage make sure you use that in your social media as well so with this example as i say took the product thought about how can we create this in a different way decided to go for weddings, so created a specific wedding press release, then found wedding publications, just found that by good old-fashioned searching on Readily, on Google, um, came across this wedding publication, sent them our email with our highlights of wedding guest dresses. And this was last month now, right? Because if you're listening, uh, it's, the weather has turned, hasn't it, the last few days? But this was when the weather was good. <laughs> um, sent that over to them, asked to try a sample, and then they feature us in the guide. So don't be afraid to think outside the box. Where could your product fit in? And don't be, like I say, a lot of people will come to me and say, oh, you know, I am a business to business, so I need to be in business magazines or I am a skincare brand, so I need to be in beauty magazines. Don't rule out all of the niches because you could fit in there too with a little bit of thought. So the last piece of press coverage that I'm going to talk about this month is local media. So local media is a really, really great one that a lot of people overlook. And let me tell you the easiest sort of local media press coverage to get it is events. So um, 
let me just talk you through this piece of press coverage. So one of my clients is a menopause expert and she is doing some menopause events actually over the next couple of months. But there's one that she's doing at the end of next month at a university. Um, it's free as well. So free events magazines and newspapers absolutely love this so the simplest thing we did here was to create a press release and the press release is really just for the event so it just has that key information on like where the event is what it's going to cover a little bit of a quote from uh, the expert on you know why she's so excited for the event and voila we've got our press release for the event now lots of lots of local papers radios and magazines allow you to share your event for free um, and they even give you like a ulr like a whole piece of coverage so it's not just like on a directory so all I did here was um, I think the event was in Buckinghamshire so I searched on Google Buckinghamshire add your event free event listing uh, local events and you will find sections of the newspaper this really is location dependent so for example, the first thing that came up here was the Buckingham Press, which is a Buckingham newspaper, and they have a section of their site that allow you to tell the readers about your event. So it just allows you to add your event. You click through, put all the details in, and make this, you know, as much details as you can, because make the most of this press coverage. So, you know, have as much details about you and your business as you want. Don't just have a line, turn it into a bit of an article, um, and then you send your images and your links. It doesn't guarantee that you'll get featured, but... Um, you just have a good possibility and there's all sorts of other ones as well so there's papers some radios allow you to list the event especially if it's a free one um there's all sorts of things if it's an online one you can still if it's online but um you're you're local you could still get it featured so for example one of my other clients florence has been doing some online events around imposter syndrome but we still got it local featured her local paper was in watford we still got it featured on her website and they usually allow you to say it's a virtual event but you know this is a local expert so if you're doing a local event the easiest thing you can do is to get press coverage for it by literally just typing in what i've just said you know share your event and the name of where you're at um and you'll, it depends on where you're based. Sometimes you might get a couple of options. Sometimes you might get loads of options, but super easy to do. So that is my last tip in terms of where I got press coverage from this month. As you can see, there's a real mix and that hopefully shows you as well. Don't just rely on one thing. I've mentioned press inquiry services. I've mentioned... Um, just being found and being coming back to because of being the expert. I've mentioned just good old fashioned Googling. I've mentioned thinking outside the box and looking for other publications. So hopefully that has given you some ideas. So I wanted to finish by talking about what I said at the start of the episode, and that is January. Now, last month's episode of the podcast was about Christmas. Christmas is still ongoing, but in, I would say, you know, a couple of weeks, we are going to start seeing press requests for January. What a lot of people do is they wait until January to start working on their January PR. But what often happens at magazines and newspapers is they're working on Christmas and New Year's almost at the same time, because the media will take a break over Christmas. And then 1st of January, they need to completely shift their content so they will have lots of new year press requests coming up over the next few months and what um what is really great is that i think almost every business fits perfectly with new year press coverage because it is all about self-development trying new things hobbies making money changing careers just change in general and i can't think of any business that wouldn't fit with that whether it's you know getting fitter whether it's 
working on your career, whether it's just starting a hobby that links to your product business. You know, unless you're listening to this and you are a Christmas shop, in which case, sorry, um, I think January is a perfect, perfect time for PR. So I'm doing a free event that is next month. I'd love you to come along. I haven't done a free masterclass in a while and Whenever I do one, it gets people really excited about getting themselves press coverage. So hopefully it will you too. Um, And it's all about just how we can get strategic in October to get your January PR ready and planned. So come along, learn about how PR works in January. Start just putting some really simple things in place now so you are not waiting until January 1st. Because if you start January 1st, they're going to then be working on Valentine's Day. So start now, get ahead now and like anything, the earlier you are to something, the more chances you are of getting press coverage. So it's completely free. It's in October. I'm going to pop the link in the show notes now just to register and come along to just get really strategic and just start thinking ahead. It's not going to be loads of work that you need to do right now, but just how you can start thinking ahead for January to start getting that press coverage secured. So hopefully that will be really useful. Um, As always, other links are in the show notes as well, and I'll see you next time. listening to PR in your pocket and I really hope this episode was useful if so do come and connect with me online you can jump over to Instagram at PR and say hello or you can join my free Facebook group get your business in the media with Jenna Farmer I would love to see you there